a tribute to Radha Krishna Mai. I am sorry as I cannot talk about Mai without crying. So, I will start by reading a letter written by Rege about her. Rege meets the Divine Mother Radha Krishna Mai. Baba asks Rege to go and stay with Radha Krishna Mai. A whole book can be written about this incredible devotee. The adjectives used to do so will not convey an iota of worth. So, I will quote from the letter. On my first visit, the master, that is Baba, asked me to go to Mother Radha Krishna, whom he described as his mother and mine. My association with her has been very fulfilling and I owe my spiritual life to her. I have no doubt in my mind that she was the yoga maya like the yogini who gave Sri Ramakrishna Paramahamsa his training in Tantra. Mother, whom the master always referred to as Ramakrishna, was an ideal of Madhur Bhakti, of the gopis. All her belongings in the world were a dari, a blanket, a pair of dhotis, Eknath Maharaja's Bhagavad and a lota. She had an idol of Lord Krishna whom she called Chabi. Like Ramlala of Sri Ramakrishna, she treated Chabi like a child and fondly worshipped him. Her time was spent in the service of the Master and Chabi. Swami Sharnanand says Radha Krishna Mai had a small brass idol of Krishna that she carried with her everywhere she went. Whenever she had a meal, she would offer the idol every morsel of food before putting it into her mouth. Swami Sharnanand was intrigued by this and mentally he longed to possess an idol exactly like hers. He was always silent when he was with her. So he kept silent because he knew she could read his thoughts. But he persistently thought about owning an idol like hers. Finally, one day she said, You don't need an idol like mine as Baba has given you his picture. Sometimes she would sing bhajans and become unconscious and fall into a deep trance. The devotees I met at Shirdi had views of their own regarding bhakti and each one or a group thought his or their own way was the right way. And very often there was intolerance to the other view. Mother thought that the master should like the idols of Tirupati, Mathura, Dwarka, Pandarpur have good clothes, ornaments, palki and rath. Other devotees like Das Ganu, Dabulkar and many more devotees thought that Baba was a fakir and ostentations were against his creed. Once, when a velvet coat was being put on Baba, he refused to have it. The devotees got credence to their view and thought that it was the right view and only view. Thanks to her, we devotees are enjoying the Chaudi procession, the Rath and the Palki procession till today. Das Ganu Das Ganu was a great devotee and we find in his kirtans the reference to the love of the gopis. 
he probably thought that it was proper for Lord Shri Krishna and not for a fakir. Being confined to the residence and in the company of mother, I was far away from Das Kanu until after the master's Mahasamadhi. He then came to Indore and stayed with me. Then with tears in his eyes, he said, Bala Sahib, you were very fortunate to have a devotee of the highest order of Madhur Bhakti. I do kirtans on Mirabai, Janabai and Gopis and tears flow from my eyes. But I could not appreciate the Madhur Bhakti of Radha Krishna Mai in real life. Rege practices yoga. In 1916, I thought of practicing yoga. So, I invoked my master as I wanted no other guru, relying on the story of Eklavya who got Astrashastra Vidya from a mud image of Dronacharya. I began asan and pranayam, just sitting before the picture of my master. I could control my breath and stop 5 to 6 beats of my heart in about a year's time. Once in 1912 while talking of yoga and control of bodily functions the mother told me that she had succeeded in stopping her monthly periods Swami Sharananand says he would sit in siddhasan and meditate for a fixed period of time Once my saw this and advised him to sit in the swastika asan or sahaj asan She also went on to show him how to sit in these postures. That night when he went to meet Baba, he was surprised to find him sitting in swastika asan instead of his usual way of sitting. Thus he got confirmation from Baba about the asan and started sitting in swastik asan. Mai has an iron will and a strength of a giant. Mother was an ordinary build she was about 5 feet tall but had an iron will and the strength of a giant she could fetch water from a well about a furlong away in large pots which she picked up without anybody's help when even a strong man would need the help of another for this purpose she once gave me a blow on my chest and said are you a sansari Is this hollow? She then asserted that she was stronger than me. I replied, I was only a child. Then she suggested a trial of strength and insisted on it in spite of my refusal. The road leading to Rahata would be deserted in the afternoon and she suggested that we run with the other on the back. I told her to get on my back and I would run first. I ran about two furlongs and she said she was satisfied and that I may stop. She then had me get on her back and ran more than two furlongs and asked whether she was not the stronger. I said it was doubtlessly so. Then she asked me to get off her back. I said I was happy on the back of my mother. She threatened to throw me off her back. I replied that the world would laugh if a fond mother did so. Eventually, I got a promise from her 
that she would carry me on her back on the spiritual path. It appears that it was preordained by Master, for when we returned to Mother's residence, I was called by Baba and asked what we were doing. When I told him everything and the Mother's promise, the Master said, She will surely take you on your back, and so will I. Then he directed me to give up the practice of yoga. Do bhakti, nothing more is necessary. Only let your head, heart and hand be one. He pointed to his head, heart and hand. Let these be one. Mother hates publicity. Mother Radha Krishna hated publicity. A gentleman from Mumbai took some snapshots of her without her knowledge. But someone spoke of it just as the man was leaving Shirdi in a tonga. She ran after the tonga for about a mile, wrestled the camera and smashed it. This is extremely sad as we do not have a photograph of my. In December 1914, Avasti went to Shirdi. He had received Guru Mantra from a woman saint when he was younger and he did not know if she was alive. H.S. Dikshit was his friend and wanted him to go for Baba's darshan. Avasti thought that it would be Guru Droha. When he came to know my association with the Master, he spoke of his state of mind. I told him that Baba was a super Guru and one with God. He agreed to come with me, provided I took the responsibility. Baba asked me who this person was, and Avasti got very excited. The next day, Mother tied some mokra flowers together and handing them over to me, said, Take this to the Master and ask him to unravel it. Baba smelt the flowers and returned them with the message, she should do it. In the meantime, Avasti had a brainwave. He made a pindam out of the Nivedya. This was not known to any of us. He decided if Baba accepted it, he would conclude that his Guru was no more, and taking Baba as his Guru was not Guru Droha. I went to the Masjid with the Nivedya. The pindam in his hand was placed under the plate. Baba said, Give it to me. He took the pinda and smelt it and said, It has reached its place. We returned to Mother's residence and the moment he stepped at the door, Avasti rushed to Mother and fell at her feet. He was singing spontaneously for about half an hour, unconscious of his surrounding. The Mother was in a trance. Later, he told me that in place of mother, he had seen his first guru. Pain does not hinder her service to the master. In 1914, I was doubtful about my ability to attend Guru Purnima function. The food was to be cooked in mother's house. But she said if I was not there, it better be cooked elsewhere. On Guru Purnima, she had an extra quota from Baba's Bhiksha and she came to know I was coming and the cooking started. 
They wanted a stone to pound the spices. The step leading to a house was considered good, and mother and I moved it with some difficulty. Just in front of the door frame, Purandare came up and wanted to help. The stone turned, and it might have crushed my hand, but mother pulled it towards herself, and her index finger of the right hand was crushed into two. She soaked the rag in oil and wrapped the bleeding finger and went on helping in the cooking. Only after everything was over, she called me and said that she was feeling the pain and would like to go to the jungle and cry. We went there. For about half an hour, she cried. Then we came back and did our normal work. What? control over the body and indifference to pleasure and pain in the service of the master mother passes away in my last letter i remember having mentioned the incidents of baba coming from lendi park my having washed the floor of the masjid was in a trance baba stroked her back and asked her not to worry Two months after this incident, mother passed away. I went to Shirdi not knowing where to stay. I went straight to the masjid. Baba told me to go to Dikshidwara and stay there. Baba called us and asked us about the conversation. The master said, "What do these fools know? She was your mother and mine. She wanted to be freed from her karma." and i gave her my assurance one night she came to me and said she could not wait any more and got in here baba lifted up his kafni and pointed to his heart you will see her here whenever you desire my divine mother merged in the master let people in their own way imagine what they want i cannot forget what i owe regi then concludes this letter by writing shimalsapati and shri dikshit had great reverence for her and i feel i was in good company radha krishna mai through her dedication and hard work made baba sansthan into what it is today now the devotees of shri sai baba can behold the splendor of the palki the rat along with the different lalkaris by the chopdars this information is taken from the letter written by rege on 3rd september 1968 to sridhar answering his queries about radha krishna mai some little known facts about mai Her name was Sundara Bai Shir Sagar. Mai was born in Devgautan, a small town in Ahmednagar. She was a child widow and came to Shirdi when she was about 25 years old. She passed away at the tender age of 35. Mai rarely spoke about herself. However, she once told Bhaman Rao Alias Swami Sai Sharanand this I got married at a very young age and within a week my husband passed away. It was at that time I heard about the divinity of Sai Baba. 
I had gone to reside with my maternal uncle in Pandarpur where he practiced law. There I spent my time studying religious texts, praying and singing religious songs. In the afternoon when it was least crowded, I went to the temple and worship Lord Vitala. I also became devoted to Baba and worshiped him from the bottom of my heart. Once I had overeaten and my abdomen was extremely bloated. I had severe colicky pain. The pain was so excruciating that I was rolling on the floor clutching my abdomen. At that time I remembered Baba and cried out Sai Baba Sai Baba and the pain subsided at once. A few days later I had a life transforming dream. I became totally detached from this materialistic world. Unfortunately, she doesn't describe her dream or reveal its contents. As soon as I woke up the next morning, I took off all the jewelry that I was wearing and threw it away and decided to leave home. My relatives tried to dissuade me. They talked to me for a long time, hoping I would change my mind. but i was adamant at that moment i decided to visit char dham the pilgrimage i undertook was without any monetary help from my relatives and i left home only with the clothes on my back often times i was unable to get food and had to go hungry for long periods of time and then i would eat cow dung and pacify my hunger and my mind i refrained from touching money hence i didn't have any money nor did i possess anything if there was some person who desired to do charity i would ask him to buy a ticket for me and proceed to my destination lord vitala wanted me to undergo this difficult penance and thus complete my pilgrimage After I had successfully completed my pilgrimage I came to Shirdi and started singing Tukaram's bhajans before Baba Mai was totally devoted to Baba and wanted Baba to have the grandeur of Vital The congregational worship was started by her along with all the grandeur of the umbrella and chauri When Baba slept in the chauri the lalkari of the chopdar the bhajans along with the musical instruments the horse the taj the flags were due to mai's efforts mai was responsible for congregational worship she also saw that sage arti and kakad arti were performed daily on time although she was in shirdi for about 8 years she accomplished what a man could not do even in 25 years through her seva and perseverance she gave the shape to the present sansthan day in and day out she worked doing whatever baba needed and also made other devotees do the same she was respected a lot and no one dared to disobey her mai was never without a gungat in front of baba no did she ever ascend the steps of the dwarka mai in baba's presence 
this was a mark of respect. She felt that Baba was a husband in her previous life. Shama said that Baba once told him, "Mai was close to me in my previous life, but I had no bodily contact with her." With her efforts, Baba's fakiri turned into rajyo. Daily, she sent Govind the pan for Baba. Govind is the shape of the Veda and the ingredients are placed on the pan and the shape is conical so it is easy to put into the mouth and chew. Dr. Kavankar states that Baba loved pan and chewed it all the time. In fact, he chewed a lot of pan. Kondaji Lalbai Sheikh, a Muslim devotee residing at Rikshi Taluka Shevgaon in Ahmednagar district provided Baba with hundreds of pan veda. Baba would often throw a veda at some devotee and make him eat it. Simultaneously, Baba also ate a veda and drank some water after it. After the arrival of Radha Krishna Mai, she provided pan veda for Baba. She sent tambul to Baba after lunch. Baba after having it drank water. This ritual is still being carried on by the sansthan. Mai lights the lantern. When Baba went to the chaudi on alternate days, she had a ritual of writing a lantern in the dwarkamai. In the evening, after having a bath, she wore a snow white sari, covered her face and went to the dwarkamai. There she lit a lantern that had five wicks. and place them on the steps leading to the sanctum sanctorum the white sari she wore was treasured by her as it was bought and given to her by baba every day baba sent food from his bhiksha it was one roti and some vegetable dish as prasad on this she survived purandare pines for baba's and mai's darshan During the Christmas vacation, Purandari decided to accompany his family to his hometown. On the day of their departure, they were boarded the train at Bandra station. Purandari purchased the tickets for the train that was due in 20 minutes. While they waited, Purandari had an irresistible urge to go to Shirdi and have darshan of Baba. As the train finally arrived, and they boarded it but by then purandari had decided to go to shetty and not his hometown purandari told his family you proceed and go home but i will continue my journey in this very train and go to shetty he made all the necessary arrangements for their journey and went to shetty purandari got off at kopargaon and got a tonga to shetty He found a tonga at once, and the tonga wala Hasan informed him that both Baba and Radha Krishna Mai were very ill. It was about 9 a.m. when he reached Shirdi. He went straight to the Dwarkamai, and there Baba was surrounded by many devotees, as everyone was concerned about his health. Purandari went to the sanctum sanctorum, where Baba said. Bow, you have come at last. 
For the past three or four days, I have been waiting for your arrival. Don't leave me, but go to Ramkrishni and stay there. Don't go here and there. Purandari was filled with anguish to see Baba's condition. Baba had stopped eating, but there was no change in his daily routine. He went for bhiksha rounds and to Lendibag with the help of three or four devotees. Purandari was extremely saddened by the condition of Baba's health. He had lost a lot of weight and was extremely weak. Purandare is concerned about Maya's illness. Purandare asked Baba about the medicine to be given to Maya. Baba told him that she would recover in two days. The next day, early in the morning, Purandare came running to Baba and told him, Maya is just not getting up. She is groggy and weak. Her condition is deteriorating. Give me some medicine for her. I will not leave until you do so. Then Baba told him a remedy and explained how to prepare and administer it. Baba cures Radha Krishna Mai and how. In the Shri Sai Satcharita, Chapter 19, the Leela of Baba climbing on the roof of Vaman Rao Gonkar's house is given. Some more details are added here. That afternoon, Baba got a ladder and he placed it against the wall of Gondkar's home and climbed up. He crossed the roof of Mai's house and wanted to descend from the other side. This was a miracle in itself. Baba was so weak that he needed two or three people to help him walk or to be seated. Yet, he got atop of the roof without anybody's help. By then, the devotees had gathered below to see this. Tatya was amongst them. Baba called out to him and asked him to help him get down. Tatya asked what he would give him in return for this. Baba replied, 10 rupees. I climbed up here because I panicked. I felt that a whole lot of people were threatening to beat me. After this episode, Radha Krishnamai recovered completely. This was taken from Shirdi Chisai Baba, written by Dr. K.B. Gavankar. Mai and Namjap Baba told Rege to go and be with Ram Krishna. He went to her and from that day till the end of her life, whenever he went to Shirdi, he would be with Mai. Mai was a real mother to him. She loved him as if he was her own son. Mai had dedicated her love and all to Baba. She lived only for Sai Baba and her delight was to do everything he wanted and what was needed for his sanstan. So, she had plenty of work to get done for Baba and people like Rege, Purandare and others were constantly given by her this Dasya Seva for Baba. But Seva was not the only step in Rege's religious improvement. Being a fairly advanced sadhaka, he discovered that she also was very advanced. She had developed certain powers in addition to her bhakti. Her concentration 
had evidently produced results. Mai's concentration was helped very much by her command of music. She had a melodious voice and could play the sitar. Reggae also had a good voice and was well versed in music. They would compare notes and they agreed that for their spiritual progress secrecy about the efforts was necessary. So they compared notes and made resolutions and kept them secret. They both agreed that songs and hymns were good in increasing bhava but for actual manolaya they attracted too much attention from the outside public and therefore did not suit them. So the proper step for manolaya they determined was japa. What japa should they make? She said that many use the name of Lord Shri Ram Vithala and as far as she was concerned Sai was her god so Sai was quite sufficient for her Reggae naturally adopted the same so they went on making Sai namjap and luckily for Reggae Baba asked him soon after what he was doing in the morning he answered japa baba japa of what name Reggae of my god baba Who is your god? Reggae. You know it. Baba, that is right. So Naam Japa was approved from the very beginning by Sai Baba as a sadhana. What is the sadhya or goal then? For this again they gained light from Baba. The goal was patent from everything that Baba said and did. The goal was through layer to reach god especially in the form of the loving guru with intense passionate love for love at its perfection is bliss and bliss is god baba's wonderful love stamped its impress upon my and him thus desadhya and sadhana were love this was taken from the life of shri sai baba written by narsim swami ji mai gave vaman rao a part of her life force one evening around 4 pm dikshit and vaman rao set out to go to the dwarkamai dikshit took the path in front of maruti mandir while vaman rao walked in front of buttiwada At that time Buttiwada was being constructed and a huge stone fell on his head and bounced off his shoulder. Vaman Rao immediately sat down and soon lost consciousness. Vaman Rao's head and shoulder hurt a little. A short while after he got injured, Baba sent a mixture of udi paste through some devotee. Then that devotee applied the paste carefully on Vaman Rao's head and shoulder the udi mixture formed a tight seal over the injured area and the pain abated a few days later without any other treatment the wound healed completely baba advised vaman rao to keep quiet and he obeyed baba's orders that day at dusk radha krishna mai gave vaman rao a woolen blanket to use mai 
came and glanced at him compassionately twice during the night. She said, Vaman Rao, now it is clear why Baba was asking about you repeatedly before you arrived. He was in a terrible rage and even hit some of the devotees who came to meet him. He was obviously turning away death and calamity from affecting you. Vaman Rao says, A few days later, Mai sat in front of me and taught me Apan Vayu Pranayam. It is the perfect breathing exercise that controls the gastrointestinal tract to release and expel toxic substances. And during our session, our life forces became one. For about 10 minutes, she entwined her life force with mine till they became one and bestowed a part of her life force on me, thus giving me a new lease on life. This is taken from Sai Leela Magazine, Volume 65, Number 8, October 1986, written by Swami Sai Sharnanand. I often sang these abhangs before Baba states my. Swami Sharnanand says, My room at Shirdi was adjacent to Radha Krishna Mai's home. Once I was reading aloud to her an epic about various saints. The life of one of the saints had a tremendous effect on her and she could not hold back her tears and soon she was sobbing uncontrollably. It was dark in her room at that time when suddenly a beam of light akin to lightning flashed in front of her. Following this, she became calm and fell asleep. Mai was an avid reader and she borrowed books from me and other devotees and studied them thoroughly. Her favorite book was Tukaram's Gata and she sang abhangs from it in a sweet, melodious voice. She said when she first arrived at Shirdi, she often sang these abhangs before Baba. He was very fond of them. She knew a vast number of abhangs related to saints and on compassion and peace. She sang many of them to the devotees while reading and explaining Tukaram's Gata. One evening, Vaman Rao Nadvekar brought Eknath's Bhagwat along with him. Radha Krishnamai gave a long discourse on the shloka Kaye Navacha Manasendra Aiva that is, the total surrender of my body, speech, mind, senses, intellect, and my innate being, I offer to you, Lord Narayana. She says, the essence of the Gita lies in the shloka. Remember this always. Gopi Geet, written by Jaidev, was another favorite book of hers. She would sing the same verse in different ragas. In the evening, she would sing these verses and Dr. Pillay would play the sitar in accompaniment. I was fortunate to sit before her while she was reading Ramdas Swami's Das Bodh aloud to him and she explained in great detail. 
Another book that she liked was Ramakrishna's Bodh Amrita that I would read to her. After a few days, Bapu Sahib Jog came and said, Reading all these great books before Mai will not give you any knowledge. What you need to do is to carefully listen to what she says. So I stopped reading aloud. Mai told me that this book was an excellent instrument in breaking the cycle of karma. It teaches us how to be content with life in whatever situation we are. Mai thus gave us the key to her treasury through this sloka and how to reach one sadguru. Reference Swami Sharananand's Sri Sai Leela magazine volume 64 March 12 1986 Mai Shala Mai had mentally accepted Eknath Maharaj as a guru for spiritual knowledge and spiritual upliftment Eknath Maharaj was taught by his guru Janardhan Swami to grow a tulsi vrindavan and to perform daily worship to the tulsi along with Sri Vishnu without fail. Mai took this teaching as her decree and grew a beautiful garden around her home that was abundant in tulsi plants. It was Baba who called her home Shala and Vrindavan and hence the villagers also did the same. Why did Baba call her residence by both these names? Baba asked numerous devotees to go to her to read religious texts daily. Some devotees were advised to read the Bhagavad Gita and someone else to read the Jnaneshwari. Every day there was regular reading of Bhagavata Ramayana, Dasabodh, Tukaram Gatha and other spiritual texts. However, Baba laid special emphasis on Eknath Bhagavat. This text was Baba's favorite. He lovingly called it Vrindavan Poti. Baba wanted that the devotee who was reading Eknath Bhagavat to study it, understand it and meditate on it. Thus the devotee would ultimately inculcate its doctrine in his life by following its tenets. In my shala all these texts were read and studied on a regular basis as my considered eknath maharaj as a guru his bhagavata was read every single day and following the reading discourses were held my never failed to ask the devotees to adopt the teachings in their daily life This could be the reason why Baba called Mai's hallowed home Vrindavan or the Shala. Like Nidhiwan in Vrindavan, Mai's home was a medium for the Atma to meet the beloved Paramatma. Therefore, Baba most aptly called it Vrindavan. Eknath Maharaj through his texts broadened the spiritual horizons of a common man and brought Jnaneshwar's spiritual ethics into the daily lives of his followers mai in her shala practiced them in her daily routine and set a splendid example for the devotees 
Eknath Maharaj repeatedly told his followers to live their worldly lives using their wisdom and ethical conscience. Using Eknath's adage as a motto, Mai taught the devotees how to render selfless service to the Sadguru. The two pillars of the service were the path of Vivek and Vairag, along with ethical conscience and wisdom. The human body is perishable while the Atma is immortal. Keeping this truth constantly in mind, you should utilize every moment, every action, every part of your body in the worship of the Sadguru. Remember Him with every ingoing breath and render any and every service that you possibly can to the Sadguru. That is what Mai said and taught in a shala. This human mind is full of viciousness and you have to overcome them with the aid of truth, non-violence, seva and reading spiritual texts. The other tools are singing devotional songs, bhajans and kirtan, hearing and participating in spiritual discourses, meditation, mental adoration of the Sadguru and silence of speech and mind. Mai emphasized the importance of the value of Nam Jap, as was seen when she did Nam Jap with the Rege. Mai treated all the devotees that were sent to her like her very own children. However, she was rather strict about their code of conduct and behavior in Baba's presence. She emphatically proclaimed, Baba is Parabrahma, and because he is in human form, you should maintain proper etiquette in his presence. Mai taught the devotees how they should stand before Baba, what to ask and what not to ask. One should have a dress code and dress appropriately. All this Mai taught the devotees according to her conviction. You are visiting the Darbar of the Raja Diraj Never forget this. Hence, you should wear a cap or a turban on your head and your head should always be covered. Thus, with her tireless effort, this imperial court of Baba or Sanstan was born. In this manner, Mai molded the devotees who were sent to her and indeed each of them ascended to the next step in their spiritual journey. The devotees were diverse and wide-ranging. Someone was not as adept in the practice of Navvida Bhakti as the next devotee. Nevertheless, Mai patiently coached each one till they were well on their way to gain their goal of self-realization and Baba was ever vigilant of the devotee's progress. The two major impediments in spiritual advancement are Kanchan and Kamini, that is wealth and women, and both are God's creation. Baba put the devotee through these difficult tests by asking them for exorbitant amounts of Dakshina. Then Baba sent the devotees to the exquisitely beautiful Radha Krishna Mai, who was indeed Baba's Maya. Thus the devotee had to pass the litmus test. If by chance the devotee was faltering, 
Baba appeared before him and reprimanded him. Thus, by sending the devotee to my shala, Baba was putting them through a severe test. Those who passed these tests were well on their spiritual path to achieve their goal. Baba guided each of his devotees in this unique way so that they would progress to the next stage. If any devotee hindered another devotee from performing seva in his own way, Baba would not tolerate it. The word yoga comes from the root word yug, which means to join. This was the path of yoga where the jiva embraced the shiva and my shala was the beatific place where on a daily basis the path of self-realization was followed in a relaxed and loving atmosphere. These are some of the esteemed devotees that were enrolled in Mai's theological shala. Laksman Nolkar, Vishwanath Nolkar, Babu Sahib Job, Nana Sahib Chandorkar, Kaka Dikshit, Dr. Pillay, Swami Sharnanand, Raghubir Purandare, Bala Sahib Bhate, Harivanayak Sate, the Tarkad family and the family of Gopal Rao Bhutte, Anna Sahib Dabolkar, Mureshwar Pradhan, Rege, Sadhubhaya and Chotubhaya, Kaka Avasti, Kaka Mahajani and many more. How fortunate were these devotees to be coached in my shala and supervised by Baba. In Shirdi, Mai's home was the shala where she prepares those who are directed to go to her home by teaching them how to conduct yourself in Baba's darbar. Two, the manner in which you should put forth your requirements and requests. How you should pray to Him. The way to follow His instructions unconditionally. How to cherish and love the Sadhguru from the bottom of your heart. The way to surrender all your possessions, both materialistic and spiritual. How to prepare yourself for the rough tests given by Baba. This was taken from Sai Nathane Sharane, written by Swami Sharnanand and translated into Marathi by B. V. Kher. Mai told Vaman Rao, that is, Swami Sharnanand, about the dedicated, self-sacrificing service of Balaji Patil Nivasagar. Mai says, when I came to Shirdi, Nivasakar, a zealous devotee of Baba, swept and cleaned the path that Baba took to Lendibag. Diligently, Nivasakar woke up in the morning at the crack of dawn and swept and cleaned the area in front of the Chaudi, the Dwarkamai, and the route that Baba took to Lendibag. Gradually, I started helping him and soon took over the chore from him. And after Nivasikar passed away, I contently did that job. No matter how much excreta and garbage was thrown here and there. This is an apt example of Dasya Bhakti, that is, to happily do menial service and to work like a servant for your Sadguru. It is said that Mai swept the streets backwards, so 
she would not step on the area that she had just swept. How she did this, God only knows. I did my chores quietly and rarely went in front of Baba. Once, I had a high fever and was extremely sick, so I went to my room and lay down. At that time, Baba came into my room and applied Udi on my forehead and said, You work too hard. Don't do so much of work. Now, take some rest. That very instant, I felt better and soon recovered completely. This information is taken from Sainate Sharne, written by Shri Swami Sai Sharnanand and translated into Marathi by B.V. Kher. Service to the Guru is impossible without His grace. During his numerous visits to Shirdi, Charnanand had many enlightening experiences. Once he went to Radha Krishna Mai's residence in the evening. She had a green chili that she asked him to eat. He ate it and was surprised to find that it was not pungent and hot. Radha Krishna Mai had cast a spell through that chili on him. But he could not decipher what its goal was. Following this, he started seeing strange objects and objects that were actually present in the room he couldn't see. Once, she asked him to fetch a towel that was hanging on a peg. He approached the peg, but the towel was invisible to him. So she went to the peg and gave the towel in his hand and said, See, here is the towel. Sharnanan learned a valuable lesson from this. He states, I realize that service to the Guru is impossible without His grace. In 1916, Sharnanan was burning the midnight oil as he had to appear in an examination to graduate as a solicitor. While he was studying, he was plagued with worry and anxiety. Thus, he lost his appetite. As a result, he became extremely weak. A short while later, Mai said, Baba has taken a seat and the devotees have offered him watermelon and sweet musk melon and delectable savouries. If you go and stand next to Dhuni Mai, Baba will put my share of the offerings in your joli. Go and bring them to me. She swiftly made a jholi out of a cloth and slung it on her shoulder. Swami Sarnanand obeyed her. When he returned from the Dwarkamai, she was having lunch. She beckoned to Sarnanand to be seated next to her and gave him a portion of her lunch. He ate the food and found it extremely spicy and pungent. The next day at lunchtime, Mai fed him, putting each morsel into his mouth. While doing so, she mentioned each ingredient that was in it and further broke it down recounting its calories, quantity of protein, carbohydrates and minerals in it. She also told him what effect it produced in the body upon ingestion. She said, one must have knowledge of the ingredients in the food that you ingest. 
Sharnanan says, My put 42 morsels in my mouth and following that my loss of appetite vanished. One day, Mai placed a banana next to his plate at lunch. Sharnanan felt as if it was rotten in several places. When he was eating lunch, he found a pellet of goat's excreta in the very first morsel of food. He took it and placed it aside. As the rest of the food was good, he ate it. He realized that yogis teach their disciples in a similar manner as to what should and shouldn't be eaten and what food is beneficial for them. The next day, Baba had prepared some chutney out of peanuts and desiccated coconut and some spices. He had sent some to Mai, who, upon receiving it, said, Have some chutney, as Baba has prepared it, and you will not get this opportunity again. Sharnanan ate some as Mai had requested him, but he found it very spicy. The chilies in the chutney caused him diarrhea. When Sharnanand went to meet Baba, he said, When you eat what is not your share, it falls out of this body thus. Sharnanand understood the valuable lesson of the importance of eating food mindfully. Reference Sai Leela Magazine, Volume 65, Number 8, October 1986. Service to the Sadhguru requires dedication. Radha Krishna Mai had dedicated her life to her Sadhguru. She worked from morning till night and never complained. However, she had a sharp tongue and a heart of gold. She was quick tempered and often flew into a rage. Baba had sent Vaman Rao to Radha Krishna Mai so he could participate and render some service to him. This he kept in mind and readily did all the chores that Mai gave him. Mai used to wash Baba's silver utensils early in the morning so that they would be ready for his breakfast. Instead of cleaning the utensils with mud, Mai cleaned them with fresh cow dung. She showed him how it ought to be done and then gave this chore to him. So, Vamandrao would go out and fetch fresh cow dung and clean the utensils till they shone. Mai had asked Vamandrao to come to her home when Baba went to Lendibag. The moment Baba was on his way to Lendibag, Vaman Rao would be at her door. Oftentimes, her door was closed, so Vaman Rao would be delayed to go to the Dwarkamai. Sometimes, for some reason, and at other times, for no reason, Mai would shout at him using abusive language. But this didn't deter Vaman Rao from coming and continuing his service. He was determined that there wouldn't be a break in his services and no matter what happened, he completed his chores. Vaman Rao also realized that it was not easy to render service for the Guru. He had to be humble and along the way accept every hardship. 
Every morning around 8 a.m., Baba went to Lendibag and returned about an hour later. This time, Mai and Vaman Rao utilized to straighten and neatly arrange Baba's gadi. Although Vaman Rao helped Mai with this job, she would often shout at him. As a result, there was a break in the service, and it made Vaman Rao very unhappy. Once some devotees offered Baba numerous green flags. These flags were beautiful silk flags that were mounted on short posts. Mai was delighted, and she dug holes in the ground on either side of the street and stood these flags in them. This was done from the corner next to the Gurusthan along the route that Baba took going to Lendibag. Mai started this ritual, and after a few days. She asked Vaman Rao to continue doing it. Every morning, the flags had to be placed in the holes just prior to Baba's visit to Lendibag. Upon his return, the flags were removed, but the timing for their removal coincided with the time that Baba held darbar or assembly. So Vaman Rao refrained from going to collect the flags and attended the assembly instead. That day, during the assembly, Baba didn't say anything to him. Instead, he asked him to leave the assembly. Thus, it was evident that Mai had started this ritual with Baba's consent. Mai didn't speak to Baba, yet they had telepathic communication and worked in unison. Thereafter, Vaman Rao did not even think of attending the assembly. And continued his flag duty. Vaman Rao says, "I understood that hoisting of the flags on either side of the street was undertaken by Mai after she had received consent and approval from Baba. Thus, my neglecting to do this job and running to attend Baba's assembly was a mistake that I had committed." Thereafter. Even the thought of attending Baba's assembly did not cross my mind. I have often wondered if Mai was an angel. In the evenings, Baba would go for a walk and return to the Dwarkamai. Upon his return, he would wash his feet and then sit in his usual place. Tatya Kote had received a large quantity of gugal incense from someone. Which he used to light after Baba was seated comfortably. Google incense is the fragrant dried resin of trees that are native to Tibet. The resin is sprinkled on burning coal that is kept in a container, and fragrant smoke emits. Mai took over this ritual and handed it over to Vaman Rao. Vaman Rao was more than happy to render another service for his Sadguru. Mai, for some reason, had a fight with Vaman Rao and did not allow him to continue the service. She sent some other devotee instead. Two days later, Baba forbade that devotee from performing this ritual. That evening, Mai told Vaman Rao that she had made a mistake of disallowing him from doing this job. 
Then Vaman Rao continued to light the incense before Baba. Thanks to my even today the ritual is carried out. Prior to Baba's aarti a staff member goes to the dwarkamai and brings a golden container laden with coal from Dhunimai. Then the priest sprinkles frankincense or loban over it and places it before Baba's idol. And after the aarti is complete the coal is returned back to Dhunimai. This information is taken from Sainate Sharne written by Shri Swami Sai Sharnanand and translated into Marathi by BV Kher. Baba and Mai loved the Dwarkamai. Mai's favorite place was the Dwarkamai. Prior to every festival, she along with the other devotees would clean and apply a thick coat of mud in all the cracks and crevices of the Dwarkamai. Then a mixture of fine mud and cow dung would be applied with a cloth to the entire wall thus all the walls were painted with this slurry then the floors were washed and a coating of cow dung was applied this tradition is carried out even today prior to all major festivals but these days the walls are painted with commercial paint following this mai would repair the cracks in the walls of the sabha mandap and the same procedure was that was used in the sanctum sanctorum was carried out this labor intensive job was also done every alternate day when baba slept in the chaudi vaman rao had the good fortune of helping mai with this job on one occasion mai decided to do this job while baba had gone to lendibab She brought a container of mixture and kept it in the sabha mandap where baba's stone is now kept. The application was completed and Mai sat down. Her back was turned towards the container while Vaman Rao stood facing the container. A short while later a few kids came and taking the cloth played ball with it and simultaneously spilt some mixture from the container. Vaman Rao didn't respond nor prevented the kids from playing with the cloth as his mind was elsewhere. Mai heard the kids and turned around and saw the scene. She was in a rage and slapped Vaman Rao twice and said, "Can't you see the kids playing with the cloth and spilling the mixture?" Vaman Rao however kept quiet. Later When he went to her room she apologetically comforted him as she must have felt bad This is taken from Sainate Sharne written by Swami Sai Sharnanand and translated into Marathi by BB Kher Mai was the master of all trades Mai was a master of all trades there was nothing that she didn't know and or was unable to do Mai would collect the wax from all the burnt candles and melt them together and then pour them into a mold after carefully placing a wick and made new candles. Once someone sent a parcel to Shirdi and there were small pieces of colored paper in it. Mai collected the scraps of paper and made beautiful small flowers from them. 
she taught Vaman Rao this art and asked him to make the flowers in his free time. Then all the flowers that were made were strung together on a piece of string and was used to decorate the chaudi with these garlands. When sorghum was harvested and dried, she would bring huge bundles of them. Then for hours together, she would sit and thresh them by hand. The sorghum thus collected was soaked for a few hours and she fed it to Shamkaran, Baba's horse. Full of admiration for my Vaman Rao states, Mai taught me everything that she did. When I returned from Mumbai, the curtains of the chaudi were stitched by Mai. She asked me to join her and taught me the art of making curtains. Mai also taught me carpentry and showed me how to chisel and smooth the wood. But what impressed me most was the hard work that she did. Every evening she would draw water from the well that was situated near Shani Mandir, then fill a pot and a bucket and carry both of them back simultaneously. I went to help her once or twice. This was really a hard job for a strong and hefty man to do. However, my did it without batting an eyelid. Whenever any of my family members visited Shirdi, she wouldn't allow me to do the work. Once, I stealthily went and brought the water, and as soon as she saw it, she poured it on the floor. Thereafter, she would go to the well at midnight and fetch the water. This water she used for herself and to fill Baba's water pot in the Dwarkamai. As I was not adept at doing all the things, I sometimes broke a few things. Once, while cleaning the shelf on which she had kept a few glass jars, I inadvertently broke one. I asked Vaman Rao Narvikar to replace the jar at my expense. He, however, told Mai about it and she forbade him from doing so. I admired Mai for everything that she did and I consider it my good fortune to be part of it. This is taken from Sainate Sharne, written by Swami Sai Sharnanand and translated into Marathi by B.B. Kher. Mai was the epitome of loving devotion. One day, Mai asked Vaman Rao to give her 250 rupees. Vamanya, I need 250 rupees. If you give me that amount, then I can build a deep mala near the entrance of the Dwarkamai. At that time, Vaman Rao didn't have the money, so he was unable to give it to her. Later, after Mai passed away, Vaman Rao went to Shirdi and asked Baba to give him permission to build a deep mala. But Baba said, it's not necessary now. Hearing Baba's words, Vaman Rao felt remorse and sad because of his inability to give Mai the required funds at that time. In utter despair, Vaman Rao thought, if only I had the necessary funds at that time, this wonderful task would have been accomplished. As then Mai was alive and now Baba says, 
there is no necessity for the deep mala now mai must have wanted the deep mala to be built upon baba's consent and approval vaman rao realized that mai's words and thoughts were identical to baba's words and there was not an iota of difference between them later vaman rao felt that baba may have refused consent to build the deep mala as baba took samadhi exactly a year after that however he was unable to get baba's consent thus the deep mala was never built this information is taken from sainate sharne written by shri swami sai sharnanand and translated into marathi by bv kher I have a great deal of love and respect for Mai and she has had a tremendous effect on my life. She has had such an impact on my life that I actually forced Sada to name the huge stone hall at Shri Sai Mandir Korala Radha Krishna Mai. Many of the padyatris who come to our temple see the name and ask about it. So we get a chance to tell them about this incredible devotee and all the seva that she did for her sadguru we also follow and try to render the best possible seva to the padyatris that stay at our temple on their way to shirdi we do anadan jaldan and have even dug a well as there is scarcity of water in the village besides we give them first aid and have an ambulance service just to mention a few in conclusion i humbly beg the devotees not to worry about how my past away and try to dissect it rather we should worry about ourselves and about where we are on our spiritual journey and what seva we are doing for our sadguru i conclude with my shastang namaskars for this incredible devotee and i hope i have celebrated her life and it has had some effect on all of you